Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode. I am your host, Brad Betke. We will be discussing NFL and college football recap and preview. I'm going to be talking about the MLB playoffs, the NBA opening night, and just a few more things to finish off the episode. Sit back, relax, turn it up for episode 47 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I'm glad you're here. And I mentioned this last week, but I mean... (laughs) It really is just the best time of the year. We've got football, NFL, college, we've got hockey, we've got basketball, playoff baseball. I mean, we quite literally are watching every major sport at the same time. That is living lavish, baby. And that is why you're here. So let's go ahead and look at the week six recap for the NFL. Let's start with the trash fest of the year i don't know how the hell these two games got a prime these two teams got a primetime game but your thursday night game commanders and bears worst game i've ever watched in my life almost fell asleep in the first half um and stopped watching in the second so um that one real quick i know i discussed the score last game but i just want to discuss real quick that um this year in in general i think the nfl really fumbled the bag on primetime games in total um, I really just don't understand how you don't evaluate. Like, why are the Chiefs and the Bills not playing on a Thursday or Monday night? You know, it's just, it's just things like that I just can't comprehend. Games that make sense being primetime games. I, I'm really not too sure. But speaking of the Bills and the Chiefs, Bills pushed out, got their revenge from the AFC Championship last season, Beat the Chiefs 24-20. Falcons take on the 49ers and beat them by double the score. That game was quite an interesting performance. You had two rushing touchdowns by Mariota. I'm sorry, a rushing touchdown by Mariota plus another two in the air. He has given himself another shot in the NFL. He's taken advantage of the opportunity that he's been given and running with it, and I love it. Patriots and Browns. Patriots whooped the Browns 38-15. It's a really surprising performance from the Patriots. Offensively, Ramondre Stevenson seems to be their guy, despite Damian Harris's injury. Jets and Packers. Hey, man, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They are playing some good football. That defense has came to play. I love what I'm seeing here. Offense is not doing too much other than the Brees Hall. He is really a shoe in here for rookie of the year he's been really turning up these last couple of games and hopefully it sticks with him jacksonville and indianapolis colts colts finally kind of sort of put it together um and were able to win a game and win a good game i should say like really play a game where they played decently well um wildly enough though they didn't win it until the very end of the game uh bill out touchdown But overall, I think they just played pretty well, despite not having their best player on the field. Vikings, Miami Dolphins. Not really much of a surprise here. Miami without Tua and without Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater did play, um, but not the entire game. 
and I don't think he was at 100% either. He did play pretty well. He take away the two interceptions, and he actually played a pretty damn good game. Uh, but despite the fact, Vikings on top. Bengals and Saints. Bengals come out on top by four. Um, their defense did do pretty well, didn't force any turnovers, but um, overall I'd say the Bengals, Joe Burrow, man, he really locked it in this week. He's really kind of sort of back to his old self this last game. Jamar Chase being Jamar Chase, that's the guy we remember that broke the rookie record, of course. Ravens, Giants, hey man, Giants are a pretty good football team right now. And it, it, something about it don't feel right because regardless of being 5-1, and one, they still don't feel like one of the better teams in the league. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about them, but I can't sit here and be like, yeah, the Giants are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Like, I, Something about me just can't do it. Maybe I'm in denial. Maybe it just doesn't seem realistic. But overall, I just I, I, I can't help it, you know. And I wouldn't blame you if you couldn't help it either. They beat the Ravens in the end of the game. Saquon Barkley gets another touchdown. Steelers, Buccaneers. Steelers defense showed up to play here. Brady played a very bad game, in my opinion, for uh, Brady's usual self. He just didn't seem like he had everything in tune. Uh, Kenny Pickett, unfortunate injury. Mitchell Trubisky comes in, does exactly what he needs to do to get it done, and actually has a pretty damn good performance. Rams and Panthers. Rams finally kind of got it clicking a little bit in this game. Uh, Stafford's just gen he genuinely doesn't look like his last season self, and I think that uh, losing players like Andrew Whitworth on O-line had a lot to do with that. He just doesn't have as much time, but I also think that his decision-making has severely declined in this last season. Cardinals and Seahawks, man. Seahawks, they're playing really good. Kenneth Walker finally given the opportunity uh, to start with the... Rashad Penny injury and overall I think that he another one that's a bright talent these young players in this league are going to take it over quick Eagles and Cowboys how about them Cowboys man Eagles man this team is just so complete I've said it before but really I just think that the Eagles are the most balanced team in the NFL right now they're playing such clean football uh, Jalen Hurts is truly locked in and the team in general you can tell that they're just they, they mesh so well together and then your primetime game wasn't as bad as expected, but another Denver performance. Um, and it almost seems something weird about this is that you look at the primetime games that they have played, um, Denver. Some of them, something about those games gives off the vibe that the team they're playing against almost stoops to their level. So it's like bad football on both ends because we all know the Chargers to be a good team. And the fact that Justin Herbert didn't even throw for a touchdown this game is kind of weird to me. You know, I will admit he, he was missing um, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans had a fairly poor, for, poor performance. But overall, I do think that it was just weird that the Chargers didn't put like 40 on him. I don't know what part of me felt like that was the case, but it should have been in my opinion. Looking at week seven, currently we're at halftime for the Saints-Cardinals. Cardinals defense, holy wow. They have th three interceptions, two pick sixes right now, 28-14 at half. Andy Dalton is not the guy in New Orleans. My opinion, you need to put Jameis back in the game right now. You clearly have got nothing to lose. Three first-half interceptions is just not going to cut it. Your offense was much more explosive when you did have Jameis on the field. I think you need to explore that as an option. 
Looking at your Sunday game, starting with the Lions and the Cowboys, I think this is going to be a huge game in terms of Dak Prescott is returning finally after um, the surgery on his thumb. And I think that playing the Lions, as unfortunate it is for me to say this, to play a defense like the Lions is the perfect way to get him back into the league. Um, the team that doesn't really have a very good defense and they're not really doing too much on either, either side of the ball. This last week, they went from being the number one overall scoring offense in the league to zero points against the Patriots and then go into the bye week. Definitely a lot to think about there. But like I said, I think this is a huge game for Dak. I think it's a, the right one to put him in in order to – Put, get his foot back in the door for the league. Bengals-Falcons, 3-3 three and three matchup here. I think the Falcons have surprised a lot of people. Bengals have been a little off pace, if you will. And I think that we need to keep it a close eye on this game. I think this will be a very close game. It could potentially even go into overtime. Colts and Titans, a battle of 3-2s, and twos, except the Titans-Indianapolis has a tie on their record. Um... I'm going to take the Titans here. I don't really think it's too much of a, a thought here. The Colts have just been so inconsistent. It's very hard to watch. Packers, Commanders. I'm going to take the Packers here. Um, I don't really know what's going on with them, and I think that they're going to get it in two. And Aaron Rodgers, he's not the most direct guy. He's kind of laid back almost, which is kind of weird to me. Someone of his stature should really, you would think they'd be a lot more strict, you know. But I just don't think the Commanders have what it takes offensively to put up any proper fight against a team like the Packers. Buccaneers and Panthers interdivisional matchup here. I think that uh, people are going to be surprised. Carolina is going to scare the Bucks, but the Bucks are going to win the game. I think that, that uh, Brady's going to play a lot better, and that's going to have an even bigger impact on the outcome of the game. Giants and Jaguars. I think the Giants carry on. They follow their streak. They continue their streak. It really is just a matter of consistency, and that's what they've been doing through these first six games. And you really can't sit here and question them for it or say that they haven't been consistent because they've been very consistent. And that leads to a positive record like 5-1. and one. Another interdivisional matchup, Browns and Ravens. I think this will be a very fun game to see, but I'm taking Ravens here. I think that Jacoby Brissett just doesn't have enough to put up the offensive firepower that the Ravens are capable of having a player like Lamar Jackson on the team. Not to mention, I don't know if he will play. It depends on how quickly they, quickly they get things going, but the Ravens did sign Deshaun Jackson onto the team this last week and should everything have been done quick enough he could potentially be eligible to play in that game looking at the jets and the broncos listen man i'm gonna take the jets here i just don't think the broncos are the broncos aren't consistent they're actually one of the most inconsistent teams in the league honestly if you really go and look at their statistics and you look at their consistencies and their efficiency ratings they're just incredibly inconsistent there is no things really going right on an off like often on a consistent basis i know i've said that word a lot but it's it has a powerful meaning in the world of football whereas the jets have been the complete opposite they have been very consistent lately titans and raiders god so help me god i genuinely think that the raiders should whoop the texans I mean, really do i don't think there should be any question about it and i do think that the raiders have kind of been on the edge of a couple games this year that they should have been wins, but uh, they just weren't enough. Um, 
Then you got Seattle and the Chargers. I think this will be a pretty good game, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I think that they'll play better than they did this last uh, Thursday, and that will lead to an even better performance. Chiefs 49ers. I would say the 49ers have been really disappointing disappointing this year. I think that I expected them to be a little bit better than they are, especially than to lose 28-14 to the Falcons. And the Chiefs look like they have almost not even skipped a beat since losing Tyreek, so I'm going to take the Chiefs here. And then you got Steelers Dolphins. Now, something that's interesting about this, Tua set, Tua Tango Viola is set to return in this game. Now, I don't know how I feel about this because he just came into a press conference the other day and acknowledged that in that last game when he when he hit the ground, he didn't know anything that was going on. He wasn't knowledgeable. He wasn't even conscious. He literally lost consciousness after being hit. He didn't remember anything until he like the ambulance or the hospital. But in terms of on the field and all that stuff, he said he had no recollection. And that's kind of scary to me because what a lot of people don't understand is that and I'm not I'm no neuro neuro neuropathologist, so I don't understand the ins and out of it. But um, one thing about the b brain damage is that a lot of it is it has a delayed effect. You could be speaking very clearly. You're not slurring your words. Your pupils aren't dilated in any way. Your behavior is not changed. You don't get dizzy when you get up. Little things that would be affected by brain damage um, and still have brain damage. So I think that this is something that it's almost scary for me to think about the things that could happen. Um, and should he take another hit, scary hit that it, could, it really could end his career right then and there and potentially even affect his life. So I think it's really scary, and I do think that Miami, my God, please be careful with this one because I feel like he, he's a very lucky kid to be in the stage that he's in, and I really hope they don't ruin it for him any further. But despite all that being said, I'm actually going to take the Steelers here. I think their defense, um, sh they needed to lock it in, and they did pretty well against Tampa, and I think that they just need to maintain that. If they can maintain that, then they will win this game. It all comes down to defense for the Steelers for me. And then your Monday night game, man, another shit fest. I'm sorry, but why are teams like the Bears and Broncos getting multiple primetime games? This is ridiculous. You got the Bears and the Patriots. I'm taking Patriots. They're going to blow them out of the water. Um, an interesting question I want to ask you, and I, I want you guys to reach out to me after the episode and everything. Um, how do you feel about the Patriots quarterback situation? Do you think they should stick with Zappy once Jones returns? Zappy's been playing really well with the team. I don't think there's really any reason to bench a guy like him right now. There you have it, folks. Your week six recap, week seven preview for the NFL. Now let's jump into college football. Starting with one of the first matchups that I mentioned, Michigan-Penn State. Man, this game was fun to watch. I'll tell you, in the beginning, it was a little hard to watch. You had to pick six and everything. I mean, it was pretty scary. But that second half, man, the rushing attempt, the rushing attack by the Michigan Wolverines turned up. Man, that was something else. Fun fact about that game, before the game, Penn State had given up less than 400 rushing yards out of all of their first um, five games. This game, they gave up over 400 yards alone in this game 418 to be exact so they michigan ran for more yards this game than penn state has allowed the entire season that is something else and let me tell you blake corum heisman that man is out of his mind 
truly. And another thing, Donovan Edwards, bright future. That's all I can say with Donovan Edwards. Very bright future, and he's following in the right footsteps behind someone like Blake Corum. Another incredible game, man. This one had one of the best finishes you've seen in college football in quite a long time. And it's not even that Alabama didn't play well. It's just that Tennessee played better. Tennessee kicked the field goal to win the game and beat Alabama 52-49. to The Vols went absolutely bonkers after this game was over, ripped down the goalposts, took it to the Tennessee River, and fans have been going ballistic all week. I'm sorry for any teachers at Tennessee University of Tennessee. Um, I hope that you canceled classes on Monday because I guarantee you that all of your students were incredibly hungover probably through midday Tuesday. So um, I know I would be. You beat Alabama, you know what I mean? Like, in Tennessee hasn't really been good these last couple decades, to be completely honest with you. Um, they haven't really been good since Peyton was there. So to see a team go up 6-0 in, the, in, in, in college football right now, Hendon Hooker playing out of his mind, um, it really, it really is quite something to see here, and um, I, it was a fantastic game to watch. Simple as that. Oklahoma TCU, TCU barely pulled out three point win there. It was a great game to see. Um, leaves Oklahoma State no longer undefeated. TCU continues six and zero. Syracuse and NC State. I told you Syracuse Orange was gonna win it. Uh, Schrader played a pretty good game. couple interceptions that he could have had back, but overall I think that they played the better football. Mississippi State and Kentucky. Kentucky kind of showing a bit of signs that they showed a little earlier in the year before they lost. Um, a lot better football out of them this last week, and hopefully they can keep continuing to grow there. And another game I actually forgot to mention last week, USC and Utah. Utah actually started the season as one of the top 10 ranked teams in the country and fell all the way to 20 after losing two games and yet come in here and beat number 7 USC by one point. That is something else. Quite a game. Uh, USC, Caleb Williams played fantastic, 381 and five touchdowns, but it just wasn't enough to get out on top. You had 415 and two touchdowns. But it's the rushing attack from Mr. Cameron Rising. 11 carries, 60 yards, 3 touchdowns, plus 2 in the air. I mean, dude had 5 total touchdowns. He carried the team on his back. Incredible performance by Mr. Rising. There you have it for your Week 7 recap. Now let's go ahead and take a look at your Week 8 matchups. Some to keep an eye on, starting with Syracuse and Clemson. Syracuse coming off a huge win for them. Hopefully they can keep it together. Clemson has been playing a lot better football this year than they've been playing these last couple, so hopefully they can keep the consistency going there and take the win there. I'm going to take Clemson just because I think they are the, just a better team there. Um, another great matchup to keep an eye on, Top 10 matchup, UCLA and Oregon. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to give the edge to Oregon here. I do think that um, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is a great quarterback, but I, I just think that overall Oregon has the better team and mostly defensively I think is the big portion there that I'm going for. So I'm actually going to take Oregon. Texas and Oklahoma State. Should be another good game. Question is, can Oklahoma State recover from their loss, or is Texas going to shut them down and keep it moving? 
Then you have Alabama and Mississippi State. I think this is a good game for Alabama to kind of release some stress because clearly I'm sure they're upset. You got TCU and Kansas State. I'm going to take TCU. The way they played against Oklahoma State, I think that they show that they're they're a pretty good team and they're they're somebody that is the force to be reckoned with this year. So keep an eye on those games for college football. There is your preview for Week Eight college football. The NBA is back and they started it off opening night with Celtics 76ers and Warriors Lakers. Celtics came out on top of the 76ers by nine. Warriors beating the Lakers 123 to 109 and I will say that it, it was exciting to see these teams come back. Lakers look like they haven't really gotten much better there. Um, I don't really know what was going on. It just seems like this team, I don't really know, man. Uh, Anthony Davis, pray the Lord he stays healthy because he is this team's only hope. And I don't mean that it is, he's the only good player on the team. I just mean that LeBron can't do it himself anymore. And he's going to need somebody like Anthony Davis to step up to the plate and really help him out there. Not to mention you had Westbrook, 19 points. Pretty good performance out of him as well. And overall, though, I just think that um, they really need to clean it up if they want to continue to do anything consistent. And then looking over at your... NBA Finals runner-ups. I think overall they played pretty good. You got really good performances out of... Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think that they both performed on a similar level in terms of efficiency and consistency. Uh, Brogdon off the bench putting up 16. I think that's uh, – it was a little curious bringing him off the bench and starting Derek White, but um, they played about the same amount of minutes, so some of me kind of understands it, but I do think that you got to start Brogdon here. I think that um, it just makes more sense. Overall, though, NBA is back. I'm not going to go too deep into each game. Um, just because there are so many games and um, it's very exciting. But uh, definitely keep an eye on these teams. There's a lot of things going on here. And um, NBA's back. Moving on to the Major League Baseball playoffs. I was very wrong and I'm not even surprised just because of how uneducated I was going into this. The Phillies knocking the Braves out of the playoffs. That alone was quite surprising. Then you had the Padres knocking the Dodgers out of the playoffs. That one was even worse. It was a little weird to think that you had the the Cleveland Guardians beat out the Rays, but they did. They are in the divisional and or they were in the divisional, I'm sorry. And then, obviously, you had Houston went out, Philly went out, Cleveland went out. I'm sorry, not Cleveland went out, pardon me. And then the Padres went out. So, your current MLB playoff picture, you have the Yankees and the Astros facing off. I Personally, I think this is the, the perfect matchup. I think these teams were meant to match up. I think it's a fantastic fit. And then you've got the Phillies and the Padres, another great matchup here. Um, some of you might not know the story, but there is actually two brothers. One on the one is a Phillies pitcher. The other is a Padres batter. And I actually think they broke an MLB record the first time that a brother and a 
Our two brothers had faced off as a pitcher and batter in the postseason. Um, so that's really cool to see there. But um, overall, man, Sandy, San Diego's been playing crazy this this postseason. Um, I don't know what's gotten into them. You've been getting the best out of Manny Machado, uh, Josh Bell, their trade that they got from – I'm sorry, Machado and Bell. I'm not, but not Machado and Bell. Soto and Bell both came from the Nationals, and so far, Bell has been playing better in the postseason than Soto. Um, overall, though, I mean, it just shows that the trades and acquisitions that this team made before the postseason had come were very much necessary. Because look at them—they've been playing out of their minds this postseason. Not only did they beat the 111 win Dodgers, but they are playing really well up against these Padres. I'm sorry, against the Phillies. Series is tied at one, and Phillies have been playing really well as well. So I think that says a lot for both teams here. Um, Astros and Yankees, like I said, I think this is an incredible matchup between these two teams. Both teams got great hitters uh, between Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, um, and then looking at Houston, you've got Altu. Uh, Altuve, who really hasn't done a whole lot in terms of um, this series here, but Pena and obviously Jordan Alvarez. Um, but I would say the person who's done the most is Yuli Gurriel. Um, he, he's been he's been crazy in postseason and consistent, at, if anything. Um, and then you've got ageless Justin Verlander, which, my God, every time we have to talk about him, it drives me nuts because he used to be a Detroit Tiger. And I have to sit here and acknowledge the fact that after he left the Tigers, he got better. He went on to win a World Series with the Astros and since then has been a playoff contending team every season. So um, that hurts. It stings. All right, you guys, we unfortunately won't actually be doing a fast break this week just because I spent all day Wednesday and Thursday um, before recording to try and come up with some things to throw into there, and I just couldn't find anything that I wouldn't already be speaking about. I thought about bringing up that Dak and Tua would be returning this week, but I knew that I'd be bringing that up in the preview for the next week of the NFL, so um, I guess there's just not as much going on in terms of bigger stories and right now it's just a whole lot of sports being played not that I'm complaining I promise I'm not uh, but last week we had things like Mbappe asking out of PSG and uh, farewell to Pujols and Molina so on and so forth and um, it was easier to come with, come come up with things like that then but now there's really not a whole lot going on I would say the only thing that really caught my attention was the the NHL has officially released their 2022 reverse retro jerseys um, and I do kind of want to go over a couple of those that I really enjoy um, starting with the Florida Panthers man I think they hit it out of the park with their uniform um, the color scheme and I even think the logo with the the palm tree and the hockey stick I think they just did fantastic representing their brand um, another one I really like St. Louis Blues it's got a classic feel to it I love the yellow um, and the blue combination I don't like their current uniforms with like the blue yellow and white i think it just looks weird um especially their their aways but um these reverse retros i think look real nice i'm also i kind of like the habs the uh canadians there's a, like a baby blue 
um, and then the remainder of their colors. Those ones are kind of nice as well, just because it's different for them. Um, initially, I really hated the Red Wings one um, because they took the old 90s uh, 75th anniversary jerseys and did kind of a colors exchange. Um, so what used to be white is now red, and what used to be red is now black. Um, and then it has white Detroit print across the chest. And it's a little weird. And it, the initial picture, I couldn't believe it. I was pissed off. Um, because not only were they kind of tarnishing a classic, but um, they didn't do well either. So um, part of it bothered me. But then I started to see released photos of the some of the players wearing them. And I was like, yeah kind of growing on me a little bit i kind of like the way it looks and i'm somewhat sort of kind of looking forward to the way it's going to look on the ice with these players um but overall um another one i really liked uh toronto's it was simple um but it really had a classic effect it had the one um from when they won the stanley cup back in 1972 i believe is the the jersey they replicated I'm um, going to check that really quick. But overall, I think that just the, the retro and the classic look, um, I, I personally like it. I think it was it's not too – they didn't try to get too fancy with it like some of the other teams did. Um, and I think that it just – it has a very clean look. Oh, here it is. Okay, so it looks like the Toronto reverse retro was based on their uniforms through the late 60s and – 1970 as well um so i was close but not quite uh, but overall I, I do like the look it's got a retro feel but somewhat of a modernized um version of it um a few that i don't really think they did much um starting with the carolina hurricanes i think that they just took their black jersey that says canes across the front um and did a color change and that's really it um, another team I don't really think did a lot there would be Columbus. I think they, they tried to change a couple things and they did slight changes, but I did, I don't know. I just never really liked their logo in general, the star with the swoosh, um, of the puck. I, I don't know. It just, it's weird to me. Another one I kind of liked was the Kings, the purple and gold. Um, I think that it's a good effect and a good uh, nod to the Lakers as well. Um, I think that that's always it's one of their most historic franchises there is the Lakers, so I think it's always important to um, acknowledge that. But I also think it's a cool way to do it. And then just a few more that I just genuinely like the design. Looking at like Vegas, they're a newer franchise, but they have they did a different jersey design, similar colors, um, but they have Vegas across the chest down towards the abdomen. Um, I like the design; I think it's cool. It's different. Um, the Capitals, kind of a touch back on when they drafted Ovechkin. I kind of like those. I think that has a a cool retro effect to it. Uh, the Kraken one is is pretty cool, but with them being such a fresh franchise, it doesn't have any of that that retro classic feel like a lot of these other ones do. So it just doesn't have the same effect um and then i would say minnesota one is cool it's got the the dark green back when they were the minnesota north stars um i think i like the, the not the dark yeah the dark green uh, i like the color combination there um and then lastly i would say a lot of people didn't like these um but i personally like the the buffalo sabers they kind of go back to the old goat head or the buffalo head i'm sorry um back when like the goalie ryan miller played for the team i they, i kind of like it it's it's a pretty clean look to me um but overall, I would say that the rest of the teams were just kind of meh. Like, nothing really stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, wow, like, those are cool. Or, oh, wow, those are ugly. You know, I would just say that they're all just kind of meh.
if that makes sense. So uh, there you have it, guys. Episode 47 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. If there's anything that you think I should be throwing into these episodes that I'm not and you think I'm fucking up and I don't deserve to be on the show, please reach out to me. I'm always taking suggestions. It doesn't matter how much you think you may not know or you may know. Or um, I'm always taking suggestions because anyone who says they have nothing to learn is an ignorant piece of garbage and will never get anywhere in this world. So I'm always open to learn. I'm always open to suggestions. And please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I do still have a lot of business cards if anybody's interested in distributing those for me. Um, and that's really all there is to it, folks. Going on to episode 48 next week, and I will see you then. Peace out.